evening and welcome in. Blair, welcome to the <laughs> Foxtrot or something like that. Yeah, some of those. Oh, no. Oh, back. That's cool. I think oh, I've worked that. out. Evening, Nick. Like, my internet, so I've worked out, I think it's because it's dealing with the stream as a whole. Um, yeah. Every once in a while, it, there's some sort of cycle thing to it. So um, it struggles a little bit after a while. So, yeah. Sorry, Rage. Uh, Rage says, evening, gents. Poor tie keeping. I see you show on here. Uh, there's a reason for that, and I will explain that as the Smack first question. Smack for Mike Rage. Um, but it's pretty cool. Weekend, I'm hoping you'll find it cool. So bear with, bear with. Uh, hmm. Wayne says, says hi. Evening, uh, Wayne. James. My evening. Um, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about tonight. Have you had a few too many to drink tonight? Clearly, I'm just I'm just Hi. thrown off by the fact it's Tuesday. Like Aaron, it doesn't feel like we did this very long long ago at all. Hi, Aaron. Um, good all, good all, yeah. good gents. Blimey. James, um, I think you was in the I think he was in the post on Facebook earlier regarding um, a gentleman asking what do you guys think of my uh, SR15 assault rifle, and that opened a whole can of worms earlier. Uh, ex explain to me what an assault rifle is, blah, blah, blah. And I'll just put at the bottom, Christ, all this because he wrote assault rifle? I was like, really? <laughs> quite comical. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I love social networks for and Facebook and all of that for some of the memes that come across. They where, are, they're, they're the best. And, and I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of it that's laughing at other people to an extent. right? Mm. So, for example, there, there's the whole GHK feed lips um, stuff like that, which I know it really sucked for the guy that ran the shop, and I get that there's 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 stuff going on in the background of that, but it's just now every once in a while you're just reading a random post and someone goes, "Oh, are they GHK feed lips?" and you're like, "No, oh, I recognise that. I know what you're talking oh. about." <laughs> yeah. Evening, Jade. Early week, nofo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're a busy boys this um this coming weekend, so we've had to jump on and. And sort of slip one in here on a Tuesday night. It's Tuesday, isn't it? Yes, it is Tuesday. It is Tuesday. Yeah. I don't know why I'm looking over there for, for no response from anyone. <laughs> it's definitely Tuesday over there. <laughs> is it Tuesday? It is Tuesday. Yes, thank you. It is Tuesday. Yes, says no the fans. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Terry. Um, yeah, so, okay, well, yeah, Rach says, you know, unless your child's been bored, so that's not happened. But um, what I've been working on is uh, we have an event coming up this week, uh, hence the, uh, the early, early episode. Um, and we've been working on these. Um, so I don't know if you remember last week we were talking about how some people might not feel confident enough to uh, play a role, um, put on an accent for any reason. Uh, you know, obviously some people kind of find it. Sometimes they can be a bit offensive. Let's not lie. Um, it can be. So we thought. We oh, November Foxtrot alive, by the way, according to my laptop. Oh, Thank you, laptop, well for that. Good. Um, so I've cribbed this from um, something I found online. Um, so. I, I don't claim to have purchased these and I'm not going to share them because that's probably copyright infringement. Um, and if it works, then I might actually buy them properly. Um, but these are basically click point, uh, quick point cards um, that have various different things on. Um, I just found these freely on the internet, so I'm not selling them. I don't know how that works copyright wise. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm going to get don't these laminated. You're already into it. You can't stop. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, I'm now talking about this on the internet. So, oh, um, shit. <laughs> these, these, <laughs> these basically are designed for like um, non verbal communication so you can point and stuff. So um, I'm not going to hold it too close to the screen, but there's things like bomb caches, identification, ambushes, and stuff like that. Um, so for some of the mill sims and stuff where you've got. Um, you know, an insurgency force or a civilian force, which are meant to be sort of non-English speaking, um, that might kind of create a new element of gameplay whereby, you know, 
Op Four can't actually talk to Blue Four. Um, so right, they have okay. to so it's almost like a cue cards, cards type thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Where, where they carry in one of these weapons, and then you can point. Yeah. Have you seen the? That's cool, have man. The hilarity of everyone trying to work out how to use these stupid cards. I can't help <laughs> but think that everyone's going to resort to talking like caveman, though. We're just grunting and pointing like <laughs> this, this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Christ. <laughs> We just uh, all yeah, turned into Cro-Magnon Man. <laughs> I hope that satisfies you, Rage, because uh, we were just chatting about that. But he says, I'll give you one English pound and an orange club bar for this. Yeah. It's right. You know, if, if, uh, if they work well on um, on Friday, uh, then we'll, you know, maybe this evening is something Danny, we could evening show create a no-fo version. Hi, Nick. Welcome along. Uh, similar to a Chinese takeaway menu, point in the middle that you want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Number, want, 26, want number 36 and number 28, please. <laughs> Do you deliver? No, chicken or beef? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, this is obviously a general Q&A. Uh, so uh, you guys are all running the show, well, guys and girls. Uh, you are doing the show. Um, so if you've got any questions, throw them into the chat. Um, that's not my internet. Can't be. I fixed it. No, fixed that's internet, by the way. Should be, I should be magic now. Yeah. I'll so what was the problem with your internet while, while questions are coming in? Well, so basically, um, after the, my poor attempt at joining the interface web, googlemouth.com head last week, um, jumped onto BT. Turns out this engineer that had come out previously had completely jeffed up my hub, turned off loads of settings that shouldn't have been turned off. So the guy at the other end of the line, can't remember his name, but he was awesome, absolute guru with fiber, Re reset all my hub. Turns out that the guy... It turned off a setting on the hub. I don't no idea about this stuff, guys, but that the hub determines whether the your laptop is either hardwire connected or via an Ethernet or wirelessly connected to the hub. Mm -hmm. Now he turned off that setting to for the hub to differentiate between the two. So my laptop is going bonkers trying to connect via both. And then the hub's going, What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Uh, Wi-Fi, Ethernet, Wi-Fi, Ethernet. So he went for the so yeah, that's why it was screwing it up. So he's turned it all off and restarted it. Um, so now I'm getting one gig download or something. I sent you that picture, Mike, didn't I? I couldn't quite believe it once he'd sorted it all out. So, yeah, very happy. So, fingers crossed, it's all good. You can now download movies in 30 seconds. Yeah. Why I'd need that much connection speed. But, you know, that's what they offered. So that's what I want. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, that's the, end, that's the end of my little tale of uh, internet woe last week. Yeah. <laughs> No, fair dude. Well, I mean, it's good to sort it out. You know, it shows that we are ever striving to improve our performance. We are. We are. We do strive. <laughs> daily. It's a struggle. Daily. Yeah, it really is. It um, really, really is. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. One thing there. I would like to discuss. Um, if anyone has a, a source for ANK uh, 1500 round nutsack M249 magazines, can you please let me know? Um, it seems that the entire country has run out of them. I know Lance Lance was trying to get hold of one. Um, I was, you know, I was trying to secure one about 18 months ago and I gave up trying to look for them because they were just out of stock everywhere. And when you did, like you did, like you had, you ordered some and then you get an email with a refund saying they're out of stock. Sorry, it's just yeah. like, ah, oh, bugger, you know. Yeah, which to be fair to the shops that I've been dealing with, that's great. I, I'm quite happy for, for that. It's nicer that you, um, you let me know rather than just keep the money. Yeah, no, that's so, a fair one. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, though, if anyone's in the chat who's a dab band at the old 3D printing, oh, yeah. drop me, drop me a, a message. Project. We've got uh, me and Michael got a little joint venture. 
want to discuss with you. That's a bit creepy. Don't yeah, ignore we're not that. Doing that. We're not doing any of that. None of that docking going on. No, none of that malarkey. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing associated with that whatsoever. It's air anyway, related. first question. Anyway, yeah, first from question. Thanks, thanks, Nick. Uh, how do you fit a half mask to a helmet? Ooh, I don't. I grow one on my face, so it's constantly with me. <laughs> That's how I fit mine to my helmet. Yeah. <laughs> I've no I, idea. I, must... I don't use them, mate. No. So I to apologise. The half mask I have, I um, I don't actually fit to the helmet. I just have them as separate pieces. And the reason for that is that um, if I ever want to take the helmet off and then switch to boonie quickly, it's not obviously integrated. Um, I know that there's on the fast helmet where you've got the kind of that shape uh, rail system. Uh, there's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a little clip in there. That I there think is. There's like countersunk sort of, screw heads, isn't there? That you can. Yeah, so you can detach those. I think there's got like a quick release buckle on those that you can use to attach them. Mm. Um, like the Virtus, you get the right gear type setup. Is that what you're on about? Yeah. Well, no. So there's those ones, but there's actually. Um, oh, I might have it. Oh, this I'll, I'll be surprised if you up. haven't got it for your collection of oh, helmets. I'll tell you, you what, give me, give me two there. seconds. I'll go grab mine. Hang on. <laughs> Who's in the chat here? Wayne, I got my small box mag on Amazon. Oh, mate, did you? For the 249. Ah, oh, I may have to have a look into that then. 3D print. Ah, oh, 3D print. Who's this? Who's this? James. AirTac UK. Top man. Thanks for that, bud. Evening, Lee. Ooh, I missed out. Nobody else could be good. Right, I'm back. Hello. Um, Hello. Hello. So, uh, I don't know if you can make that out. I might just make myself bigger quick. Um, you get the little Maybe. clip connection in here. Uh, where is it? That so that comes oh, yeah, out, yeah, yeah. you can attach them to those. Um, I've currently got them rigged up for the uh, X-Fog system that I've got on the helmet. So I'm, I've actually attached that via cable tie. Um, Good old cable tie. That little tie. clip you can use as a little quick-release strap that works quite well, mm. if that's of any help. So the actual half-mask, then, we're just literally essentially clicking there. And there's no retention around the actual face. It just, so, just clicks yeah, the you can, you can get them well, you've got a little strap the around the neck. Well. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. But I say, right. I always keep mine separate, so... It's a bit of a moot answer from me because, um, yeah, cool. Uh, well, that's a successful first question. <laughs> Don't know. Um, Wayne says, What am I going to do on Friday? Spend time talking to the family, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate, you have to spend the evening with the missus rubbing olive oil on her belly, yeah. in preparation for the birth. Or you so could come and here's... you want to come to the mill, Sim, you want to do that. Here's, here's a very quick thing that um, baby-related that I, I want to share with the group. Um, I'd never heard of the perennial massage, um, which Sorry? is something that you do to allow things to sort of stretch a bit more. Um, I'm not going to go too graphic with it. Um, don't Google perennial massages um, unless you have an interest in that, because uh, it turns out there's quite a lot of uh, male male toys for that. Um, so, And also, don't mm. do it at work. Oh dear, Mike! Did yeah. you make a boo boo? I made a bit of a boo boo because I was explaining it to someone at work, and I was like, "Yeah, I think you can buy something to like help by um, <laughs> by the medium of PowerPoint." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll just interrupt this yeah. board meeting, please. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've got a quick question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this see, that's the thing. I, I do always revel in the uh, you know. Um, if anyone says, "Has anyone got any questions?" Unless they say specifically about the thing that they want to ask and answer questions on, that's an open game. Yeah, absolutely. You ask what you like. Not for Weird. this. The November Fox Fox QA is only about airsoft. No, no questions about anything else. Loosely. I'll shoot myself in Absolute, the foot. Absolutely, very loosely. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Bob made it. Good man. That is tea right, and ultra quick time. Well done. 
Uh, right, so Sherwood Recon Fox says, any idea what your next gear purchase will be? Ooh. Ooh, I don't know. Well, a box, one of them nutsack box mags. Ideally, if you know if you know of anyone any going to Sherwood Recon Fox, um, that's what it was going to be, um, just to reduce the older profile of the old 249 down a little bit. But um, yeah, but oh, I want to talk about it now, that little idea we've had, but I'm not going to say nothing yet. Yeah, no, don't, don't, don't explain that one. Super duper secret to all you 249 lovers out there, though. Got you covered. Hopefully, uh, soon, in a couple of few months. I don't um, really have oh, any gear purchase lined up, to be honest with you. I kind of... I've no, it's all quiet on the old Western front at the moment, mate, yeah. if I'm honest. I'm pretty much good. and I, I'm not at all, because there must be something out there I need to get. Oh, there's always something out there, though, isn't there? There's always something out oh, there. I've just bought another plate carrier. I've bought another Osprey vest on eBay that's arriving this week. Um, so that's quite That's cool. pretty cool, though. Yeah, because I've seen cool. the picture. So it's a brand new. Oh, I've uh, made a purchase. I have made oh, yeah, a purchase. Go on, Mike. No, you can you I just bursted. I, oh, I was just going to say, oh, yeah, the plate carrier. So, for those regular listeners to the show, you might know I've got a problem with Osprey vests um, and that it's a slight addiction. Um, and I, I bought another blue one because I've now got about four of them. Um, but this one's brand new um, and it comes with the sort of the original medic pouch, um, which is quite hard to get hold of, and an ammo pouch as well, um, which is quite exciting. So, uh, Armed yeah. press. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's designed for water bottles, but it's basically the M4 ammo pouch. So anyway, what was your purchase? <laughs> yeah, do you know what? When you first mentioned that massage, I was I my my first thought was plants. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> then I thought, ah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I managed to secure myself a early 1990s British Army PLCE um OD Green Bergen off of the online auction site uh, in really good condition at a really good price, and that should be arriving very, very soon. So I'm, I've always wanted one. I've always wanted one in OD Green, a Bergen short back uh, with the with the matching rocket pouches and all that business. So yeah, I'm proper pumped for that. I know it's only a, it's another it's another backpack, but um, <laughs> but I've only got two Bergens. Do you know what I mean? That'll be my yeah. second Bergen. All right, not like Those you. Those are rookie numbers, Lance. Those are rookie yeah, exactly. numbers. Exactly. I was waiting for that. Yeah, I was just up. I've got two, but um, so yeah, that's my uh, that's my latest uh, little investment medic side pouch as well. Oh, yes, they're cool, they're really good because, um, well, it's sort of it's sort of a uh, piggybacking your idea of your stuff sack for your Bergen, your grab bag. What was it? What's the what's the term for it again? What's it called? It's a tanker bag, what, tanker what bag. Sorry, yeah. So us, when yeah. I saw that, I was like, that's that's pucker because as good as rocket pouches are, very versatile. Do you know what I mean? It's essentially a sack with a zipped lid at the top which zips to the side of your bag and you can just open the lid up and chuck loads of shit in there if you want and zip back up again but with these medic ones and then you've got to be careful because I've, I ordered one of each I ordered the third one because I wasn't happy with one of them um, you've got uh, it, one of them unzips and it almost opens up like a book so it's got like a spine that's fixed if you follow me so you'll unzip the actual rocket pouch and it'll open up like that which can mm -hmm. be a bit of a ball ache to get because stuff could just come out whereas the, the ones I wanted the zips join at the top so when you unzip it it then stops at the bottom, and it's like a like a drawbridge sort of mechanism. It opens up like that way towards you, so then you can access anything. Whereas if it's opening like that, it's all just a bit of a ball like. But so I've ordered the. I managed to find one that opens up how I want it. So I've got another one of them. So to be, uh, they're cool. I like them, and it's a uh, it's got a Velcro internal bit, so you can actually put Velcro pouches like the little net pouches, like the one liter snug pack ones you've got, Mike. You can get them. They're not medic ones that have got the uh, the male, the male hook, hook and loop. 
So you've got the yeah. hook on the back of the pouch, and it's the softy bit on the inside of the bag. So if you didn't want to have the pouch in there, it's, it's not going to scratch up any kit you're going to put in there without pouches, which is cool. So I'll just need to find some of them now, but they're about as rare as rocking or shit. So, um, I might have a source for you. Yeah, I think... Uh, is it Kit Monster? <laughs> I think Kit Monster sell them. Ah, okay. I'll have a little butchers on there later on, then, yeah. see what I can find. So yeah, a couple of little purchases there. For um, cool. all the upcoming events that we've got coming up, so all good, all good. I apologise to the chat, by the way. Uh, I'm I'm answering questions that are now sort of up here, and I reset these comments down here because I didn't see the bit about the perennial massage and stuff. And um, Rage says that sounds like an option at a CD massage parlour. So I, I'll try and keep skipping. Nothing CD about that. I don't think you know. <laughs> everyone's got needs. Uh, Jason <laughs> Sladen says you can buy Velcro cable ties from B and Q and use them to attach your lower face from the. Uh, to the Velcro on your lid. There you go. Oh, for the for the, uh, for, the um, for the half mask. Yeah, cool. Yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm skipping around as well. Um, yeah, cool. fair one, mate. Uh, right, start. what was the next one? Uh, I've lost it now. Oh, blimey. Nick, again, uh, what would you suggest for use in a mill sim? Full ghillie suit or ghillie cape? Ooh. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a advocate of the uh, of the uh, of the like the viper hood. Mm. Who's matey? The rust camo one, isn't it, Mike? Yeah. We've got. I love that. It's nice and lightweight, even in the summer months. It's nice and cool still. And it's but essentially it's your back, your chest, upper arms, and a, and a nice baggy hood, which you mm. can dress up and add bits of foliage and that too, uh, to your heart's content. And, and it's it, made of like a really down. lightweight mesh as well. It's, um, proper, it's almost like mosquito mesh, but ever so slightly yeah. thicker, isn't it? Obviously, it's not it's not gonna it's not a mosquito net, it's the bigger holes and stuff for obviously getting cable ties and, yeah. and putting your own adding your own vegetation to it, but it's so light and it's really strong. It's a rust camo uh, sniper hood, I think it's called Mike, isn't it? Yep, that's we the got one. them. I think we got them on eBay. Um, they also sell um, uh, the other version of that, which is kind of like a solid canvas panel one. There's um, a question so for the man down on... there. Look, <laughs> he's the man to answer it, Mr. Donald. There. Uh, oh, there you go, silly gilly. Yep. Feel free to have a chat with uh, Ed in the chat. Um, he'll Ooh. he'll sort you out. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, yeah, you can also buy like a, sol a solid cameras one. I've bought a few of those in the past, and the heat difference between that and the rust camo one is mm. is phenomenally different. Um, there's oh, just yeah. so much more airflow with the rust camo one. Um, talking about there we go. Yeah, instantly, bosh. There we go. Yeah, I mean, I do. I have tried one of the Wookiees. He's the guy if you want to ask about Gilly's. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a guru <laughs> of uh, of crafting everything, Nick. So if you're into it, mate, Ed's yeah, silly Gilly on Instagram. Um, he's your man for any crafting bits and bobs. But um, I mean, I tried one of the Wookie suits, the all in, like the full jacket, hood, uh, bottoms, and oh man, I baked absolutely cooked. And I was like, nah, this ain't happening. No, 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 <laughs> this is coming off. <laughs> Private Ratica says my drive time home takes four times as long when I'm listening as I keep pulling over to type. Well, as long as you do it safely. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. I'll, tell you what, I'll drop to your questions quick. I know there's some other ones uh, further up, but I'll drop to yours quick. Uh, Prioratica, so you, you know you're nice and safe. A uh, couple of quick questions: Can you wash Molly gear on a low temperature in a washing machine? Got a second-hand chess rig on eBay, and I want to degerb. Uh, I've, I've, I think I've, I think I've washed a plate carrier before. Failing that, mate, I'll just take it outside and give it a blast with a pressure washer from a bit of a distance. I won't go full. I won't go balls to the wall like that far away from it, but I'll certainly step back and just give it a blast down. Um, I can't see that being a problem, but yeah, just uh, I don't know. Have we got any ex-boys in here that could answer that question? Uh, possibly. We'll wait and see. Um, mm. I've, I've I'm sure, I'm sure I've washed one on the cold wash before. I'm sure I have. 
because it was honking, absolutely minging. I mean, it smelt like, ugh, like the bottom of a bin. You must be so able to wash them, I thought. I'm sure you can. I've washed my Osprey a few times in the wash, all good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne says, I've washed my Osprey a few times in the wash, all good. Uh, Lee go. says, yep, I've done mine in the washer. Yeah, I mean, I can't see it. I mean, whether you put it on a hot wash or a cold wash, I mean, it's not like it's glued or anything, so a hot wash wouldn't have to come into it. And it's, you know, I don't know. Maybe stick it on a 30-wash, mate. Delicates, I don't know. I'm but assuming this relates to this, but uh, Ed thought he was going to use to, uh, to spray it with a blast of spray paint. Now get rid of the smell. <laughs> yeah, that's it. yeah, just coat it. Whatever's, whatever's in there, just trap it. Just yeah. seal it in a cocoon of spray paint. That's there we go. the best option. Rage says, yes, you can, as long as it's not a hot wash. And... And not a cheap Chinese knockoff. I'll finish Mike's sentence for him. Cheap Chinese knockoff. There we go. <laughs> uh, Lee says I'm a 20. So there you go. I want a 20. Delicates. Put it, put it chuck it in with the suzzies. And Terry says, just no softener. Just no softener. <laughs> Hands that do dishes. Wayne says, stick it in with the uh, the wash with the wife's bras. There you go. Lad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair play. Uh, she loves you for that. So Ed and Ed and Nick have been talking a little bit. Uh, thanks. I have the Novrich hat and cape uh, that has been done for me. But the more the better. There you go. Fair play. Nice. Mate. Yeah. I mean, I I've I've never worn a full full ghillie suit, but I, I quite like the hood because it just breaks up the outline of the head and stuff. Yeah, um, for sure. So cool. Uh, right, jumping back up the chat. Uh, cool. We have. Uh, oh, I've lost it again. Oh, Mike. You it's really, pants. I really wish, and I, I have fed this back to the the software that we use, where you could just flag things so you can come back to them easily, because um, it is not the easiest to find stuff. Um, oh, here we go, Aaron Emerton. Uh, Aaron says, "So I'm a complete novice and would love to go to a Milsim event. What advice would you give a novice like me, guys?" Ooh, novice as a like minimal kit you've got, mate. Or, I mean, or are you like a skirmish? Do you do a lot of skirmishes and sort of like one day events? Um, you could sort of elaborate a bit on that because like we've spoken before if you if you're new to sort of a, if you want to get into milsim we like mike's obviously raised it before about perhaps doing a one day where you're not obviously spending an overnight and you do like more of a battle sim uh sort of type setup so you're out in the field for the whole day you're not coming back to the safe zone after each game uh, one day events yeah i mean yeah i mean it, it it depends really bud i mean if you did want to take part in a milsim i mean and you've done a lot of one day sort of battle sims um, where you just take minimal kit, like a patrol pack's worth of kit for the day. You go out in the field for your eight hours or 12 hours, whatever it is, and you can quite happily survive out of the out of the back of that pack. Then that's all good. Um, when you start going into like the 24-hour or 36-hour or 48-hour op sort of thing, um, I'd definitely suggest doing one more in the summer months, spring, summer, rather than getting into the winter because you can get away with less kit during the summer, uh, if I'm honest. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, everyone's going to have like a Gore-Tex jacket or something on them. Because you know you can get rain. You're in the UK. Rain can happen in about an hour's time. It could be 30 degrees and it start raining an hour later. So you got to be careful there. But I'd certainly, yeah. I mean, if you're going to do a overnight or one, I'd certainly look towards the more spring summer events than I would getting into the winter. Just purely for the amount of kit you've got to get for a winter event. You know, all your thermal layers, your base layers. You know, your your bags. Um, it's just a softer start, isn't it? It's like, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's an easier way of doing it and, and taking part. And it's a bit of a, you know, you can get away with. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one, but I'd certainly go spring summer event for for your first one if you're going to do it, um, and to a site perhaps that you know that you've got a team there or a few guys. You not necessarily have to. I mean, if you're happy to crack on and just sign up for one on your on your Jack Jones, or if you've got a couple of pals that want to do it as well, then you know, crack on, mate. But yeah, don't be don't be don't be um don't be <clears throat> withdrawn about taking 
signing up for one. If there's one that mm. takes your fancy, mate, just just drop in and have a crack at it. Do you know what I mean? But just you know, just be safe with it as well at the same time. You know, I mean, make sure you got. I wouldn't say the bare minimum, but the the amount of kit that you'd need to take part safely and keep obviously keep you safe and you not to be a burden on your team or or, or you taking part with. You know, just going there with a bit of confidence with, with your kit and what you're using, really. That's what I'd sort of say. Mike? Uh, my advice would be just jump in and uh, I say just jump in, like just just get involved, basically. Um, you know, if you're going to go to one, just rock up, talk to people, um, get to know them. So uh, I did uh, the Legion event at Lid, um, went on my own, um, never met anyone on my team before, just got to know them, having a chat. Um, and yeah, basically just, just get involved, start talking to them. Best one is, what's that gun you're using? Because um, everyone likes talking about their uh, their riff. Um, exactly. Yeah, just yeah, just like bit of confidence and um, yeah, just like you said, like Mike just said, just get involved with it. Do you know what I mean? Don't yeah. be shy and um, and if you are a bit shy, we'll take one of your pals along with you. A couple of pals. Yeah. Or you know, I mean, the other like, thing you can always do. Site. The other thing you can always do is when you're booking on, um, send the organisers a message. Um, quite often, I would say the organisers have like a group of people that go into their events that they know fairly well. Um, mm. that will go regularly um, and they might be able to sort of pair you up with someone you know that's going to be better suited for you so for example um, some teams I know are sort of very rigorous in terms of like we've got a night vision and they're sort of they do team drills and stuff like that so it's going to be a bit rubbish to kind of put you in with them because you'll probably yeah I think that wouldn't cleaning. be fair you know um, that wouldn't be fair to do that because obviously they, 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 they work at doing what they do as a team uh, and rightly yeah. so if that's what they, if that's what they want to do then crack on by all means I mean that's, that's cool that's cool um, but a lot of events you book onto, Aaron, is um, there's usually like a comments bit afterwards. Any additional comments or anything like that you need to make when you're booking on. So you could always pop a note to him and say, "Look, guys, I'm, I really want to take part. I'm new to it. I think I've got all the kit I need." A lot of events will give you a kit list as well, so you can always check off to that. Uh, we've got one posted in our in our Facebook chat, um, a kit list, haven't we, Mike? I think um, that you can reference. Well, I am actually. Um, so after this weekend, if someone reminds me. Um, the kit list that Lance has put together, um, I'm going to be turning into a little NoFo uh, one. It's basically this, but with a NoFo logo on it. Um, that we'll I love like how, how you dress stuff up. I really do. You're yeah. so good at it. <laughs> but we'll put this on our Facebook page and stuff like that that people can download and use. Um, <laughs> I've got to kind of work it out because it's very tiny writing at the moment. I've sort of struggled to read that. Um, but it's basically kind of a basic... list with a fucking badge at the top. What? Yeah, basically a list. Um, <laughs> But then, you know, sort of like people can use those to kind of check off stuff and bits and pieces. I'm going to use it myself. So um, yeah. that might be of use. Of use. So, yeah, yeah if people, if I haven't way. done it by next week, just shout at me um, and then I'll sort it out. <laughs> yeah, kit list, mate. Something to reference when you're packing your gear. Um, that's always well handy because otherwise you'll be sitting there thinking, sort of, like, oh, cross, have I got that? And then unpacking it to find out that it is in there and you haven't checked it off or whatnot. So whether it's on your yeah. phone or on a or you've printed it off like Mike has, you know, either, either works, mate. So, cool. Uh, Sean says, are you looking forward to the Milsim? Oh, I am. I'm not really going, going, so I'll leave it to you. <laughs> you are. You've got some uh, You've got some stuff to do. I know. Shall I show, show my helmet or should we keep that one secret? No, no, no. Don't don't, don't, don't reveal your helmet yet until we're I'll in the woods. I'll keep my helmet secret. <laughs> That's not for that's not for the internet the same right. No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> so you're looking forward, Lance, because obviously you, I, you've sort of heavily organised this. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really looking forward to it. I'm proper nervous as well at the same time because obviously myself and Smithy and John, um, we've all put sort of like some effort into it, organising the event, and uh, 
sort of the taskings and I don't like to write specific taskings. Do you know what I mean? I like to see the game develop and we, we sort of shoe on bits in there as we go along. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to say, oh, but this time we're going to be doing that. We're going to be doing that. It's all dependent on what the guys do out on the ground to sort of like fluid, a fluid event, if you like. So, um, but yeah, I am looking forward to it. But obviously, like I said, nervous at the same time that, you know, just want everyone to enjoy it and, you know, get what they can out of it and put 110% effort into it because otherwise they're not going to enjoy it. So, uh, but yeah, I am sure. No, looking forward to seeing you and the boys, mate, as always. You know, it's always a pleasure, never a chore. Um, but yeah, and sort of itching to get a, a nice couple of nights under my belt again. Because obviously we've done the Octo ones, uh, but you have the little break in the in the evening. So this would be a good one. It kicks off at, I think it's about 9 a.m. Friday. And then we're looking at Index potentially early afternoon Sunday. So it's a, it's a long drawn out affair, this one. <laughs> So um, my mind's, like I said in my Instagram post, my mind's telling me yes, but my body's just shaking his head <laughs> and laughing at me. Nah, mate, that's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> looking forward to yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, absolutely winging it. Just, yeah, gift of the gab. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Tell. Thanks for the support, mate. I know I can count on you, bruv. Christ. <laughs> Someone says, can't wait. Be good to see you all. Ah, yeah, good man. Yeah, all good. I'll, um, by the way, if anyone is at the event and wants to buy some patches, um, I'll be oh, there yes. with a big old bag of patches for sale. Um, so, yeah, if you could have cash on you, um, they're £7 each. Um, so that would be really great, please. If, if you want them, no no pressure. But You should absolutely to... buy them, gents. Absolutely buy them because they're yeah. cracking patches. Mike can't sell shit, so I'll do that bit. <laughs> <laughs> you want to buy some shit? Me, yeah. I can't sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Reese. Evening, evening, Mike. Doing my oh yeah, um, well, absolutely so, sir. Yeah, I expect that Buffon to be banging for this weekend, Mr. Brewer. <laughs> uh, Ray says, "Why is everything on fucking Facebook?" So, at some point, it'd be nice if we had our own website that you could have downloads and stuff on. Um, well, it'd be nice at some point if Rage opened Ray... a fucking Facebook account. Yeah, <laughs> Rage, if I can find some way of sharing documents on YouTube, I'm happy to do so. Um, but if anyone, uh, the other option, I tell you what, if any, if anyone does want to get the kit list once it's been prepared, then you can email us at nofochat at hotmail.com. You can use our Instagram at November underscore Foxtrot underscore nofo, Facebook uh, at November Foxtrot nofo, got it wrong, YouTube November Foxtrot. Um, and you drop us a message on any of those, and we can also send you a copy of it. That's many years. There you go. How's that, Rage? Hope that's... Rage, why don't you just open a Facebook happen. account and don't add anyone as a friend and just purely use it to watch this? Just keep all your settings super private. No one can find you. Nothing. That's what you need to do, buddy. Yeah. Oh, blimey. Wayne says, if anyone buys the patches on the day, Mike, you have to recite the poem. Uh, yeah. The okay. poem. What, the good poem or the bad poem? The good poem. So there's there's basically, uh, for those that don't know, uh, there's there's a poem that comes with I don't think you should tell them. I don't think it should be a okay. secret. Buy there's, a patch there's a and secret. The rest of it there's is. a secret that comes <laughs> with buying the patches uh, when you get them posted to you. Um, but to, to be honest, big. I would rather recite the poem in person because postage costs us like a quid every time we have to send anything out. <laughs> so that would be great. <laughs> the choice is up to the buyer. That's right. It yeah. should be Wayne. You're absolutely right, mate. Yeah. Just if you want to be offended, patch, or chaps, not? yeah. If you want to be offended or not, then the uh, you know, just put a note in the comments when you purchase <laughs> on the PayPal. Uh, Private Raticus says, insert amazing slash humorous question here. <laughs> yeah. Nicely done. <laughs> uh, James says, get in contact with AirTac UK. Um, oh, that was regarding 3D printing that we spoke about yeah. earlier. 
Cool. So all good there. Awesome. Yes. You see, I'm slowly getting there. We're just working our way down the chat. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Mike, then, uh, whilst we're waiting for some more questions that for this weekend, yeah. as you're a um, man about town, if you like, what would you be taking as a sort of like just like a little day set up for you, like a little kit bag, little bug outy bag type sort of arrangement with your with all your little essentials in there, will you? Yep. So I've basically got a, a day sack. Um, <clears throat> I've got a bottle of water, a bag of sweets, because you can never not have a bag of sweets. Um, Absolutely. I think that's about it. I've got a camera, so I can take some pictures. Um, hoping to take as many pictures as possible, so that we can refill the older media banks for the NoFo Instagram. Um, so if anyone wants to be in a photo with Lance, just let me know, and then uh, I'll oh, happily take your photo. Bastard! Why? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not going to carry too much stuff to be honest with you. I'm uh, not really camping or anything. I'm actually going to bring me camping. Mike's head on a pipe at the end of the event. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a photograph. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going wild camping Thursday night, um, funnily <laughs> enough, with work. Um, so we're going on a micro adventure, so uh, or a mini adventure. Will there be any like, more? So um, will there be massages? We... No, no, not. <laughs> we, might have, we might have to talk about it. <laughs> I really, I really should bring it up around the campfire. So, right, anyhow, next subject. <clears throat> the perennial matter. Perennial massage. Go. I don't even think I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. Well, but, yeah. Peri <clears throat> it can't be perennial because that's a plant, isn't it? Yeah. Peri perineum. 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 Perianal. Yeah. Don't know. Um, can we just say that we're not responsible for anyone looking this up on YouTube or Google not or in anywhere? Didn't yeah. tell them to do that at all. Why did you even say that? No, I'm not. Um, I'll tell you what. I might. Um, because I know Paul's obviously going to be at the yeah, event as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that we can get like a little uh, trio photo. That'd be quite cool. Yeah, um, nice. But I might Pretty also... In... Yeah, I might also <laughs> grab some blue ribbons as well. I reckon um, he's laying back in his hot tub now with a with a JD and a blue ribbon. <laughs> That's what I, I can see that. That's what's going on. I, I can, can actually see that, that happening, yeah. 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 Stogie <laughs> in the ashtray and just a blue ribbon. Forgetting which one's which. <laughs> biting the cigar. <laughs> Trying to smoke a blue ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget Lance's oh. pouch. No, bloody Terry again. Yeah. We'll have words, Terry. We'll be on stag for about 11 hours, mate. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I come down at the singer now, please? No. <laughs> oh, here we go. This one, I've been waiting for this question for, for... This is now episode, what, 35? It's taken this long for people to actually ask the question. <clears throat> so what does the name November Foxtrot mean and why was it chosen? Lance? Well, this name came about from our very first discussion, wasn't it? When we, yep. when we were all together, when we first started talking about how what we wanted the show to be about. Um, and we sort of started throwing ideas around about kit and this and that. And then it was because we're all fucking childish, it all started getting very silly and sort of veered completely off topic. And it it ended up Oh, what was it? It was going to be oh, um, about how we're going to pay for it and things like that. How we're going to pay, and it could be like oh, we could be doing. I could be doing a bit of dancing in a, in a, a mankini or something, and Paul would be like, "Oh, well, I could be doing this with some, with some." I don't. We were talking about peanuts or something like that, wasn't it? And it was like, and then, it, then that then the peanut thing started going a bit, bit deep, and then it turned out with oh here and here's now Paul um fucking some nuts. So, and then Mike sort of blurted in with oh the nut fuckers, and then. It's like, well, it's got to be more tactical than that. So then November Fox drop. 
So yeah. November Foxtrot essentially stands for nutfuckers, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's where the name came from, and then yeah. it sort of stuck. So there it is. Yeah. Fun little fun little side story as well. Um, <laughs> we were originally rather than nofo. We we're going to call ourselves the NF, um, and then. Yeah. Well, we did the fox, didn't we? We did the fox, and it just had a big capital NF underneath it, and I was just like, mm, "It's a big oh, national frontier." I don't know if we can do that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no, because I don't think the fox had been born yet, had it? Uh, no, no, we had the fox fairly early on because we had oh, we the fox drop. Oh, yeah. okay, right, fair enough. Because yeah. November is a lot harder thing to draw, basically. But it was just, <laughs> it's just big NF, and I was just like. Yeah, yeah, we, we can't do that. We should change that. <laughs> so let's pop a couple of O's in there, shall we? <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. Apparently, that's a letdown for Mike Brewer. Oh, Mike. Sorry, Mike. I, do I, hope, I hope we haven't lowered the tone. Yeah, I thought that fucking would be... I thought we'd be <laughs> up for that myself. <laughs> Paul is. He was willing yeah. to pay for the stream <laughs> via his antics with peanuts. So, so if you'd like to join our OnlyFans, um, there's a large variety of content on there with Paul Ooh. and some walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> and blue ribbons. <laughs> and Mike with his vast collection of helmets. Yeah. I feel a bit left out. Maybe I could just video. You've got I'll pouches, just... mate. Your pouches. And... I'll just sit in the corner and eat my pizza quietly. Voyeur. <laughs> I mean, if you put it like that, well, there we go, mate. Yeah, see, I knew it when you're over. Whoa. Uh, so what, what else can we talk about? What have we got coming up in the future? Well, we've got obviously, we've got this weekend, which is gonna be banging. After that, we've got Octo. Well, I have you're gonna be on dad duties, aren't you? Yep, so I've got a baby coming out. Um, not, not from me, new release, think it. yep. <laughs> Drop date is... Sounds like you're dropping an album. I've got a baby coming out. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's going to be awesome because in 12 to 15 years' time, I'm just slowly building my own airsoft team so that I can play with my own friends. <laughs> <laughs> like minions. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jade said she's going to start leaving walnuts around the places. There we go. As long as you don't leave them at the ones that Paul goes to because yeah. God knows what's going to happen to them. <laughs> they might get eaten they might not <laughs> yeah sorry yeah, the no, reason go on I was just going to say the reason the reason I'm um, looking a bit distracted um, I was just looking up have you seen these new brushless airsoft motors Bring it, no. bringing it back round to something actually vaguely serious yeah, yeah. Um, so these these new motors are absolutely tiny and I'm quite intrigued to see how that sort of takes the future of airsoft really um miniature guns yeah uh sorry i'm just like trying this. to find the oh, i can't do it quick enough <laughs> um whilst whilst i'm looking that up as well the titan batteries are really good um i've just titan ordered batteries. a few more have you yeah yeah so Ooh. my uh, my new m249 um it, it has them because it's the para version it doesn't take uh the um Nunchuck batteries or anything like that. So it takes like a little brick battery. So I've ordered one of those. Um, oh, which is arriving okay. relatively soon. So that's that's probably the only kit purchase I'm probably actually going to make um, for a little while. I can't load this quick enough. I wanted to talk about brushless airsoft motors and it's not working. I'd rather talk about peanuts again and walnuts. So <laughs> more important stuff. 
That's what is fine. this, an <laughs> podcast? <laughs> oh, that's not, where is that's it not going? serious for me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, actually. Um, oh, that's it. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> there's, another, there's another system as well that um, I think G&G are looking to bring out, which is a cyclone motor type system. So rather than have a piston that rams back and forward, um, it runs off like a – it basically creates like a little mini fan. Um, Vortex. Vortex type thing that basically Cyclone, forces the air out. Whirlwind. Um, so I'm just, I'm just personally, I was just, I thought it was just a vague, vague question as to sort of stuff that I'd love to see in the future. Because um, I think it's going to make a huge and what would difference. produce the size in that then with the brushless motor then? I have no idea, to be honest with you. I just, see, I've got a torque one. wrench, which I use at work, which is a brushless motor. But I, I mean, I don't know what a, a, a brushed motor would look like. <laughs> in oh, I, the I had it all saved and everything, and I don't know where it's gone. So, all right. Do you uh, question? Yeah, well, let's, what are these questions here? What got you into airsoft in the first place, or found out about it from Nick? Uh, go on, Mike. You go first. What got you into airsoft in the first place? Uh, I've always liked guns, um, and dressing up and playing toy soldier. Um, I have done since I was probably about six. Um, I was never allowed anything at home that I was allowed to fire anything. So it was like Nerf guns were probably vaguely acceptable. But other than that, it was like the, the classic wooden toy rifles and stuff like that. And I think we had Laser Quest at one point, like the laser challenge thing. I always wanted um, Laser Tag. I never got that. Yeah, that was awesome. Laser it's Challenge, I think it was called. Um, <laughs> and then at uni, um, where y- you have drunken ideas and you've got surplus cash, um, I worked out that you could buy airsoft guns. So I bought a double eagle M4 from Just BB Guns. Um, and it was amazing. And we, we basically sat there for the entire, I think it's sort of weekend, basically just shooting the frying pan at the other end of the lounge. Um, and then it turned out that Just BB Guns actually used to have their own airsoft site, um, which was a very tiny uh, venue at the top. It's like a bubble warehouse type thing. It was It's, it's almost if you imagine a small laser quest site, it used to be like that, but everyone was running around with airsoft guns. Um, so I actually got, <laughs> I got my first Yukara from just BB guns. Um, and like the number of it was so low. It was like one of their first 10 Yukaras that they'd ever issued uh, was from just oh, wow. BB guns. So like whenever anyone's always like moaning about it, I'm like, well, I kind of started there. Um, and then just so, sort of so progressively, shush. yeah, and I just sort of progressively got more and more kit. And um, uh, a friend of mine at uni was giving up airsoft, um, and he, he he had all this stuff in storage. So he sold me like three massive plastic crates of stuff for like fifty quid, which I split with my brother. Um, and that had like six different airsoft guns, all the kit, and everything like that. So that was a massive win. Um, nice. And then from that point, just got more and more stuff. Um, Started going to Mill Sims because it sounded a little bit more tactical, and then uh, yeah, I'm here. Not now. stopped since. Never looked back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about you, Lance? Um, I've got to be brutally honest. Actually, um, I first heard of Airsoft when I was working. Um, uh, I was contracting to London Underground. And I was working up at Acton, uh, Bolo Lane Depot, and there was a gentleman there called Kevin Howes uh, who did Airsoft, and. I got a brutal. I used to rip the piss out of him for it because I was being a fool and I'd never tried it. And when he explained it to me, I was just like, huh, whatever. Just, and then it wasn't until 
my cousin who is involved with um, firearms and uh, the business that he's in uh he come across these packages that he had which was like a a two-tone mp5 um a two-tone uh beretta 92 gas blowback pistol um some face pro uh, a holster a couple of bags of bbs for however much it was and and i thought i thought yeah, I was talking to Daniel about it. He's in our team. And he said, well, I've been a couple of times. He said, he's actually really good. I was like, right, okay. I said, well, all right. And yeah, I can, if I don't like it, it's, you know, it's something to shoot up the back of the garden at some targets, isn't it, for I suppose. And so me and Dan and a few of the other guys from my work got these uh, got these little sets, these little bargain sets, if you like. And it was, a, to be fair, it was actually an Umarex A2 MP5. It's a wicked bit of kit. I mean, I've still got it now. I mean, it's on its last legs, bless it. But um, it's, it's never been upgraded. It still fires, so it's all good. Um, so we went along to Apocalypse Airsoft in Sittingbourne, Kent, where the event is this weekend, and um, I had an absolute blast. Turned up there with me, my two-tone rifle and my fluorescent orange and black pistol. Uh, run around the woods like an idiot, out of breath, just fogging up to buggery with these odd goggles that I had. Yeah, oh mate, it was shocking. But um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely blinder of a of a of a skirmish day, and sort of obviously, yeah, never looked back, and it's sort of. Um, all stem from there. So if um if I hadn't taken the mick out of Kev Owls at work, which I do apologise for, and I've I've apologised to him since, um and we're actually really good pals. So um if Kev, if you're out there, call me. <laughs> Not spoken to you for a, in a while, mate. Um, but yeah, so that's what got me into airsoft. Um, was a a mixture of my cousin Dan Wanstall and Kev Owls. So uh, thanks to them three. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, thoroughly enjoy it as well. All good fun. Uh, Lee says, I recommend trying out Imperium peeps if you like tanks, uh, APCs, etc. Just for future reference, yeah. So, a couple of our um, a couple of our team went, I think it was last weekend. I um, think it was, yeah, Mr. Kettles, Mr. Mins, uh, the yeah. Reese boys, uh, yeah. Phil and Reese Hall. Um, I think that was so it. I must, I must admit, that does look cool. I can't wait. Well, we've got the SEO Milsim there, haven't we? The Black Rock, too. Oh, you're missing out, mate. I know. Out. But I'm enjoying the the uh, the adventure of fatherhood. Well, that's it. You can't. There's no and there's there's no greater adventure, is there? There's no, the there isn't. I don't want to well, play with tanks at all. I don't <laughs> no, that's a lie. I actually, yeah. I am actually looking forward. Of course to you are, mate. Yeah, no, don't be dark. I also like tanks. So yeah, got it. Got it. You can't make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a lie. So yeah, Black Rock Two at um uh, hosted by SEO, uh, Mr. Little, Mr. Terry Little, who we've had on the show. Um, and that's gonna be hosted and uh, held at Imperium Airsoft, which is where is that Imperium Mike? Is it down? Is it mate? I'm not sure. I've never been, I've genuinely have no idea. I've not I must it's, look it's it up. relatively close to Maidstone. Um yeah, it's down that way sure. in so, that area. So yeah, looking forward to that. That's gonna be cool. Yeah. Even Mr. Joe, wah, ducks are back. Uh, Les says, oi, oi, boys, just finished packing. What a joke. <laughs> yeah, packing, I reckon packing is probably the worst bit of airsoft. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's that, it's that, I think I've got everything. And then you're like, oh, maybe maybe I should take that. And then you just start adding things to it. And it's it's just like the bag and it all fits. And yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, everyone's saying Fabersham. Fabersham, apart from uh, Les. Four Ham. Yeah. Four from Les. That's where he reckons it is. You crack on, mate. I'll see you there. <laughs> uh, Jade asks this is a good one uh, is there any point in having a scope sight slash red dot for any riff other than a sniper I'm going to be brutally honest not really <laughs> yeah 
yeah, you can quite happily crack on with your iron sights if if we're honest. SMGs, a you know, I mean your M4s, your MP5s, your AKs. The distances we're so, firing at at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, I I disagree with that slightly. And the reason okay. I say that is because with an LMG, I don't have any sight on it at all. I actually generally take off even the iron sights and just use it literally as like a spray and pray. So like, I'll oh, just guide it in. That'll be fine. Um, More hate coming your way. Wait I know, it. I know, I know. Um, but that being said, so I am looking at getting a, a Vortex red dot site. And the reason for that is that, A, I've had red dot sites in the past that you set them up and then every time you use them, they're slightly in the wrong place or, you know, you're running around, it changes them and stuff like that. Um, so I want I want something that's like relatively decent and kind of rated for impact protection and stuff like that so it doesn't start changing. But the reason I want it is that I don't shoot people in the face accidentally. Um there's a couple of times that have happened over the last year that kind of made me worry about it a little bit. Um, one of them was actually an Octo event, um, the one over in Gunman, uh, not Gunman, because that's in uh, Tubnam. Tubnam. Yeah. Um, where I was lying in, I was lying in the bush, uh, LM, LM Gilly, um, and someone came out and I just sprayed and I didn't work out where my first shot was going and basically caught him straight in the face. And as soon as that happened, I, I automatically corrected um put another 12 in his chest but well, that's the thing because it because it is an lmg you are obviously firing a burst of rounds and i don't yeah. want to intentionally hurt people and he got really upset that i'd shot him in the face and to be brutally honest with you there was no reason for me to shoot him in the face because i had his full body available but because i hadn't got that initial line of sight down my rifle that i knew roughly where i was going with it um, which I think a red dot will give me. So that's that's why I'm looking at getting a red dot. So that would be my answer. Um, yeah. So you wouldn't be able to use. So you've not tried using your iron sights then. I have used the iron sights, um, but the problem with those is that it, where I've been using mesh a lot, oh, I can't course, get yeah. a good field of vision with that. Well, so admittedly, you now, isn't it? Mate? Yeah. So admittedly, with the with the new iPro that I've been using, I'll get a little bit more visibility. Um, but I just think that the red dot, because you know it's it's a very visible thing that you can see. I'm just sort of thinking that that might help. Mm. But yeah, no, that's a fair point, mate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I've, I've always been able to do. I mean, especially and what proved it for me. I see you to comment there. Yeah, that's fair yeah, enough. I've, but what proved it for me was the Vietnam event we done where we could only, where we could only use iron sights, and I took part in that event without any problems whatsoever. And that's just my personal opinion. You know, that's, you know, people like Ed's there. He, he He's more uh, au fait with uh, targeting distances. He's, you know, he's a, he's a sniper and he's a very good one at that. So he's going to have far more knowledge about um, how it all works. And then what he I, also shot me on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> went to, went looking down the, went looking down the still, site. Still, what you, Ed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I didn't mean to, to be fair. And he came over and apologised. But he did shoot me squarely right on the nose. Take care, Lee. Did Thanks, you mate. see him at lunch and he just went, poing. Yeah. Ooh, nasty, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no, I do, I, I, I do appreciate that. I mean, the scopes. They, I mean, they look cool. I mean, there obviously there's magnification there, so you can get on target better. Um, I, I don't know about. I don't like lobbing rounds, really. If I'm honest, I like to keep it like a straight hop. If I can't engage at that distance, then I'll sort of move. Do you know what I mean? I don't like, like hop adjusting. And I know you have to do it sometimes for windage and that. If it is a bit of a blow, and you've got to sort of angle your rifle slightly left or right just to get you to get your hop to adjust to counter the wind but 
I've, I've, I've seen people completely adjust their hops, so the BB goes up and then down over the back of a wall sort of thing. I'm just like, oh, yeah, don't know. But, yeah, um, it's like that same thing where you can curve it around the pig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's you know, it's airsoft, so it's each to their own sort of style, isn't it? But um, I mean, for me, I mean, I've got to, I say that, that you don't need them. I've got them on both of mine. You know what I mean? So, well, there's a look uh, aspect to it as well. To be fair, there is yeah, the aesthetics of it. Um, I mean, uh, to be fair, it works well through my DMR. Using it through my DMR, which Ed obviously helped me sight in the, the first day I, I, I test fired it. Um, he gave me some pointers on it because I mean, cross. I think I had it mounted sideways to what it should have been. What I thought was correct was actually ninety degrees wrong. So he, he corrected all that for me, um, which was obviously very handy because I'd have been running around and not a clue. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's each to their own, isn't it? Whether you like them or not. Like I said, I've got them on my rifles, but and it's more probably more for the look. Yeah, absolutely. Than it mm -hmm. is for me actually using them. I, mean, I do, I do engage down the sights. You know, I might not be going like dead on the red dot all the time, but at the distances we're engaging, if you've been using the same rifle for a long time, you sort of you should sort of know, should sort of should sort of know um, where your full year BB is going to be. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Terrible behaviour for me, Mike, shooting that man in the face. That's yeah, I know. I felt really bad, and that's why well, I'm, I'm, trying I, I, to correct I'm surprised it, you didn't actually make a bigger issue of it and take yourself out of the game for a bit. Yeah, this is all news well, I, I went over and apologised and offered him a sweet and stuff. I mean, that was in my defence what I tried to at the time. And I, I said, look, I didn't mean to shoot in the face. I'm very sorry. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's a fundamental thing for me. I'm I'm not playing airsoft to hurt someone. That's a byproduct of me playing. You know, hmm. but I don't intentionally go out to try and hurt someone. I'm, that's that's not yeah, what but I'm about. The things that you've learned from a um, mistake there and you're correcting it. So that's obviously, yeah. you know, that's what everyone's got to do, isn't it? So the only trouble is some people don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, what? Nick says, go What got you? Oh, no, sorry, I had that one. Blimey. Oh, I'm going mad now. There was, was a question. What you used to have on your, um, on your 249 uh, mic? When, when we first ever sort of started millsimming together, I, mean, uh, I remember yeah, got, you uh, the range of your brother. Yeah, that's a bit oh. of kit that is. Which is quite nice. It's only the it only does four time zoom. It, it so the proper L cans you can swap between uh, a one and four time zoom. It's got like a little lever on the side. Um, mine has the lever and stuff, but it doesn't do anything. It's just like a mock function. Um, so that's why quite nice. But then yeah, I've just got a load of various scopes and bits and pieces. That's quite nice. To sort of. It was quite a meaty bit of kit. I mean, it does. It did look cool. I mean, when I, yeah. I was very new to the to, new to new to it all, then I think it was actually probably my first milsim when I saw you and David up there at APOC. And you yeah. let me have a look it down the range. It's amazing. I was just like, whoa! Didn't know you get stuff yeah. like this. <laughs> so that was your first one, was it? My first ever milsim was at Apocalypse, uh, where it was just me, Dan, and Kenny, and I believe you were with uh, Carlo and. Oh, no way! That was my first Louis. one as well. Up at um up at the uh very top far end of nowhere, yeah, the back end of beyond. <laughs> that was my first. That was my first. Yeah, that was my first overnight. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah, my was first one as well. I have to dig out that picture of me, Dan and Kenny, looking all young yeah. and fresh faced with too much kit. <laughs> Literally, my Bergen mate was up there, like it was monstrous. Just stood there. Well, like, that's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing, David and I, we'd never been before. So David's my brother, um, for those who don't know. We, we'd never been before, and we literally rocked up. Our bags weighed an absolute tonne, and our professed mind doesn't really get much lighter now. Um, our bags weighed an absolute tonne. We kind of trekked all the way up the uh, the big hill uh, apocalypse from the car park to the safe zone. And then uh, there's Carlo, uh, Taig, and... Oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. 
Oh, um, uh, uh, I know. Yeah, he does uh, motorbike repairs. Francesco, that? Francesco, something like that. Yeah, uh, Francesco. I know him as Fran. I can't remember. His, uh, yeah, that's name. it, Fran. Um, apologies, Fran. Um, anyway, they rocked up with just pistols, and we were like, "What have we joined? Like, what is this?" And we said, oh, "Where's your kit?" And they said, "Oh, this is all we need." Blimey, what what are we doing? Some sort of like SAS training type thing. Like it was mad. And we, we lugged this stuff all the way over the far end. And it turns out that they basically parked their car at the back. Um, so they could just get stuff in and out of the car, which was a bit cheeky. The gear across. Yeah, naughty. Yeah. So I was like, ah oh. <laughs> that, that was hilarious. Um yeah. This would uh, be my first event. Oh, sorry, go on, mate. Uh, sorry, Andy says I missed an M249 discussion. We have been discussing him. Um, I have just purchased an ST M249. I'm very excited. So I've been uh, toying about with what I'm going to do to it. A um, bit of spray paint. Um, I'm going to try and get an angel. A bit of spray paint. A ton of spray paint. <laughs> ah, just let me add it. Just give me 10 Quite minutes. Possibly, yeah. I'm going to get a um, an angel custom uh, suppressor for the front. Uh, I'm looking at getting possibly an ACOG site or something like that. Oh, sorry, going back to the LCAN. The reason I didn't, I don't run the LCAN on the stoner is that the, um, where it's an LMG, it's obviously got the, the bit of the gun that goes like that. Um, and with the LCAN sitting on the top of that, when you open it up, it just smashes the LCAN into the front of the gun. Um, so basically I was starting to take paint off the front of that. So I was like, so I don't want to break this. So was that your, was that your stoner then that I tried? Yes. Right. And so your stoner then comes with a Picatinny rail on the um, on the top receiver on the upper doobie. It can do. So that was like an add-on kit for it. So um, it doesn't uh, normally come with rails or anything like that. It's got like a plastic handguard and just a smooth top to it, like the stock version. Yeah, because um, my AK two four nine obviously comes with it's a flat top receiver. What's, what is that called? Now we have to look that up, Mike. Come on, can't keep doing this. Feed, for the next feed flap. Feed tray cover. <laughs> feed tray cover. Feed tray cover. There we go. I think that's it. Term. Probably wrong. Probably wrong. Andy, probably if you know, if you know the answer, please, please. Yeah, Andy, in. come on, um, you're, you're two four nine man. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I, I the, the existing fixing hole. Um, I had to add another one into the into the uh, feed tray cover. Uh -huh. uh, feed tray cover. Ah, oh, feed tray there. cover. There we go. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and I put a, a little uh, Picatinny rail on my own up there, so I could put an iron sight or change it out for a, for a uh, a scope if I wanted to. But um, I, I like using. I like just going down the iron sides. Of it. Love that. Definitely yeah. feature cover. Thanks I like, everyone. I, I don't get me wrong. I like the iron sights. <laughs> and then um, Nick came up with quite a good idea of painting the uh, the central mast um, white um, to help with visibility. I've lost the comment now. Oh, I saw um, that. Yeah, yeah, fair one, Nick. So uh, yeah, um, that's that's something I'll possibly look at doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just yeah. It just it just worried me a little bit. I don't not necessarily one hundred percent knowing where that first shot's going. Um, no, totally, mate. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's each to their own. Absolutely. I mean, I like using the iron sights down with two four nine. Um, but like I said, I did put that on there. So I've removed the um, the uh, the authentic iron sight, the rear iron sight, which comes as standard for the two four nine. And I've got I took one off of my old bolt uh, LRP sop mod. So it's like a rear. It's an M four rear post. If you like rear sight, rear iron sight, which is on sits on the Picatinny rail on top of the top cover, so I use that with obviously the standard front iron sight for the, that's on the two four lines. It is, but yeah, I'll, 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 if I did get a scope for it, it'd have to be big though. It'd have to be a nice, big, chunky looking one because it'll look a bit odd. I don't know. What do you, what do you reckon, Mike? Because you're. Oh, that, no, I that, agree with you. I agree. That one that you had was a beast. The only thing is, awesome. 
but the thing to bear in mind is that that feed tray cover is, is, does is hinge quite a long way, and it, it, there is a likelihood of it just smashing on the front of the gun. Yeah, um, for sure. Which I was looking at. Uh, there was a U.S. Army uh, training like video documentary type thing I was watching the other day, and they were the part where they were actually doing their rifle shooting. Um, fun fact: A U.S. Army soldier will shoot about two and a half thousand rounds in their training. Um, was the little nugget I picked off of that in that video. Um, but where they were where they were doing the M249 um, and they were reloading that, interestingly, it didn't look like the feed tray cover went all the way over. Um, what, so, so was there like a retention strap there or something stopping it? A plate it wasn't a retention strap. I don't know if there's like a little block or something behind it that stops that from going all the way over. But oh. I've noticed on a lot of the airsoft versions of LMGs that I found, that, that thing just flops about. Um, so I'm going to have to look at mine in a minute then. And see, yeah, see how far, far forward it does go. Yeah, my mark for Wayne says they're heavy enough. Yeah, exactly. Mine's a beast, mate. And I, 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 I wouldn't want an optic on top of that. Christ alive. Sorry, Andy does make a good point. You know how to stop it smashing into your M249. Keep hold of it. Like, I, I get it. That's obviously the best way of doing it. But there was just a few times where it's like, you know, you, you let it go or whatever. And it was just literally going donk. So, <laughs> don't drop it. Yeah. So Wayne says my MK46 is heavy enough without an optic as well. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that's that's why I kind of opted for the featherweight and two four nine is just it weighs less than four kilograms stock. Um so there's a few things I'm gonna tweak to it and change bits up on it. But yeah, it's gonna be hopefully a relatively light LMG. Um yep. just makes it easier. So yeah. Uh Jade says, are there any issues with being left eye dominant? No, I wouldn't say so. What being a in what respect? It actually like helps, being, it helps actually with being, a stoner. Actually being a lefty. Yeah. Well, or, I guess I guess in terms or of being a righty, but your left eyes, I don't know. Well, let's take the two in two parts. So in terms of left-handed, right-handed, um the uh, GMP stoner, uh, the magazine, the way the magazine fits is it's a box mag that slides in from the right hand side of the gun. Um and there's actually nothing keeping it there. There's no clip or anything like that. You've got a little sort of cover that comes over the side. Uh, that would be a no, Ed. Sorry, Mike. That's a, that's a no, oh, mate. Uh, bring boost this event. No. Um, yeah, so it's got a cover on the feed tube. So um, it's actually on the rifle itself. The, the box mag sits off to the left of the gun a little bit. Um, so if you're a left-handed person, it's actually a lot easier to hold because you can bring the gun a lot closer to you. Um if you're right-handed, it means that you're constantly pushing against the box mag, which is then pushing against where the feed tubes are kind of retained with that little metal cover, um, which is a bit of a pain. Um, I haven't wielded the M249 yet um, in anything other than just playing around with it on my kitchen table. Um, but I bought the... What, laying prone uh, on the kitchen table with it? Or... <laughs> yeah, just going like full... full Fully um, kitted. Yeah, just like, no, no, check, check me out. Um just, you just but, and it just comes in from shopping and just like what are you doing? <laughs> just walk straight. It has happened before. before. I have I have played Battlefield before in my plate carrying a helmet because I just want to feel more immersive. Um <laughs> but uh yeah with the with the 249. So the S and T one comes with an M4 mag. It doesn't actually have a box mag with it. Um and that sticks off to the left. So I have a sneaky suspicion that M uh, LMGs as a general rule um seem to kind of favor left-handed carry um just from my research um people mm. might disagree with me but yeah but then you'll be laying on the ejection port side wouldn't you 
Yes. So that'd be which not really a major issue, I wouldn't have thought, is it? No. I don't know. Well, weird. Well, no, because it was feed in. <laughs> so yeah, if you're right-handed, you're laying on you're laying on the ejection port side, so it's all coming out past your face. Yeah, but you're so you're you're, you're left side. You're, you're laying on the left side of the rifle, aren't you? Yeah. For a righty. Uh, which and it's ejecting away yeah, from sorry, you. No, I got that wrong. The feed the the. But then it's still yeah. it's still, yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, it could potentially be coming. I don't know. I don't know. It's not real. Christ. No, no, no. It's not. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's not, <laughs> it's not the ejection port aspect. The empty, the empty BB casings could potentially yeah. hit us. <laughs> <laughs> just occasionally throw a bag of BBs at your face just yeah. to get that real immersive like, aspect. That's it. <laughs> God, it's, it's raining slightly warm plastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk, talking of left hand, right handed, um, one of the things I tried to do early on um, with Airsoft was try to run an entire event using left-handed so i'm naturally right-handed but i ran an entire event preferring left-handed um carry the whole time um and the reason for that is that somebody told me that it was a really good thing to do because it just gets you used to carrying the gun in a different way um so when we're on patrol or anything like that if you if you watch uh, most milsim patrols most people are right-handed and most people will have their guns off to the left even if they're on the right-hand side of your configuration or whatever yeah, so you're, of, you're um, on about flock for sort of chicken arcs and that depending yeah. on what part of the track you are yeah yeah it's a good shout mate yeah fair one so most people most people even if they're on the left hand side or whatever will all have their guns pointing to the left um so i always try depending on which side i'm on to put the gun where i'm looking um so that I mean, if you that, can make yourself ambidextrous doing it then credit to yourself yeah. you know i mean fantastic so the left eye right eye thing that that's trickier um so yeah, being left eye dominant, I wouldn't say is an issue. Um, but it's it's worth practicing those. Oh, I don't want to call them skills, but it's worth practicing that a little bit because it just means it gives you that flexibility. I'd say um, it's a skill being able to shoot left and shoot right as well. Yeah, well, but when, when you cool. mention skills in airsoft, it's like oh, it's skills. It's, it's something you've learned that you've not done. It's a skill. Develop a skill. Christ, my daughter's got a pogo stick for a birthday. That's a skill. Yeah, she can do it. I can't. Fell on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I should, to be fair, actually, I haven't gone on it yet because I don't think the spring could take me. <laughs> I think I think I'd jump and either the pole would go through the brickwork, <laughs> or it just wouldn't move anywhere, and I'd just be like standing on a metal stick. <laughs> There's no it's pogo. The worst built. <laughs> yeah, this is not a pogo stick. This is just a stick. There's no pogo in this. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Uh, Ray says, uh, if you are right-handed but left-eye dominant, shoot with both eyes open if you're a red dot or holographic sight and the dot will superimpose over your left eye. Takes a bit of practice, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, good tip, cool. mate. Fair play. Nice one. Do you, um, do you keep your eye open when you're aiming? Your other eye open? So, obviously, obviously the one you're aiming you with, you keep yeah. open because you don't go... Yeah. Uh, he's probably there. Never um, <laughs> <laughs> so I heard him. Um, do you know what I do? But sometimes I find I do have to close it ever so slightly to, to sort of make this one focus. Yeah, the parallax and stuff like that. And sort yeah. of bring in the foreground to be able to see beyond a closer target. Do you know what I mean? Where if that's if that's mm. in more if that's more prominent view there and I want to see part, sometimes I'll have to go I'll tune in now. But um nine times out of ten, yeah, I'll have both eyes open, yeah. But I might just get that little bit of like he's back on earth. Yeah. Um, I know I'm I'm notoriously bad whenever I aim down a proper sight um, of shutting the eye, because mm. you get better peripheral vision and stuff, don't you? But um, yeah, yeah sure. I mean, as Andy says, 
hold up who actually aims with an lmg just point and pull the trigger that and that's that's what i generally tend to do it's kind of like yeah they're roughly down over there so just start firing and just like wave it around a bit you'll hit one of them yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> uh ed says uh it does help have a watch of names nico on youtube when he peeks a corner he changes hands to stop his body showing yeah mm. so again when you're obviously going around a corner um i suppose yeah it's know. right right and left hand side of buildings isn't it yeah yeah the doorways, um, I suppose, or whatever. Yeah, because if you're standing like left and right of a door, I get that. that you, you, if, if I'm a right in, I'm on the obviously the right side of the door. I'm gonna have to step right round to to corridor mm. it, and I. Whereas if I if I could learn to go both sides, oh, but my arm today, Daniel Lockman, look at that. <laughs> That's some sun. I mean, this is thing. It felt it felt really surreal for me using it in my left uh, left handed pose. Um, but you just get used to it. And it's it's something that I'm I've gonna try. It. Yeah, it's yeah. That'd be a cool One thing I would always wonder is like a lot of people with sidearms, it's, it's nine times it's on the right and it's on the prominent side where, where your rifle is as well. So mm. I was wondering whether it, if it'd be more beneficial for someone, but then you've got to draw ammo from the left side. So I always wondered about whether having the sidearm on your left and being able to sort of, so if you're engaging, blah, 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 you can, you can literally let go with the front grip on your M4 or whatever it would be. That can go to your side, then straight up with, to your left with your pistol. And then you're there ready to go. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, well, I've never having all the all, all, all the weapon systems on one side it. of your body. It seems a bit like yeah. oh, draw that one, or put that there. You know, I don't Do know. You I, use I, your I, ass I, off. I, Do you use your pistol a lot. Um, I have done now since I've got the DMR, obviously for your for your MEDs and all that yeah. um, within the thirty meters. So I've I've actually uh, forced myself to use that a lot more um, when I'm DMR. And I'm, I'm, but prior to that, not a great deal. I must admit, mm. didn't use it very much at all. But um, it sort of made me sort of change my attitude towards using it more now with the sidearm, um, obviously with the DMR. Um, so I've, I've been out, I've done some shooting with that, you know, sort of gauged it as best I can, adjusted the hop on the pistol. That was a science in itself. I'm used to doing it, just opening a little dust cover up on an M4 and like a little wheel and go, yep, that's perfect. And then the pistol was like, where is, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> And I was like, oh, that comes all the way off. And it's, ah, oh, here we go. Put it back on. Oh, that's wrong way. Take it all off again. Put it back. Yeah. So the um, the last the last uh, Octo game we went to, um, I, I used a, a very old school Tokemaruri G18C AEP. So it's an electric, auto-electric pistol. Oh, you had that um, Octo, didn't you? And that was so much fun. I need to buy some more batteries for it because I really enjoyed playing it. Um, it's got like a big little proper extended magazine that sticks in it um and it That's was just cool, great man. fun because it's also relatively quiet as well i was quite surprised at how quiet it was and what sort of um, battery is that then mike in there is that just a standard so a single tamiya no, it's, it's some little weird kind of proprietary shaped battery type thing um mm. but yeah i've got three of them and two of them appear to have died and um, i might need to see if i can get some more of those because uh I, was, it was mate. I might be able to hook you up or something yeah yeah, just like yeah. Can you can you make me a battery? Make me a battery. <laughs> Custombatteries.com. There we go. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's well, Terry's one? Yeah, I had a GPMG empty case go down my cuff. That was hot. I expect it was. I can imagine that was. <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> Doing that. The, oh, trying to shake it out. Mind you, I did that when I was in the cadets. We was on a, a summer camp for two weeks. We did a three day exercise at, on the Fibula village. And I, I, we ran into the village on the outskirts and we sort of laid up on this berm. And I, I went running in. There's an LSW gunner on my left and I laid down on his right hand side. So literally he opened up and I just got a face full of it. 
there's empty cases. <laughs> like first, I was like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> I just like rolled away from him. I was like, stupid. <laughs> Mate, I could just hear him with the guns on the LSW show. Yeah, good one. <laughs> <Dickhead>. <laughs> like, Sorry, ow. <laughs> have you um have you good ever days. have you ever got a chance to fire? I mean, I don't know from your time in cadets, whether you ever got a chance to fire an LMG. Um I I fired a GPMG. Uh, yeah. um uh, oh trying to think where we were now, I can't remember. But um the range, right? It had um it had a scaffold bar, scaffolding um pole concreted into the ground on a few of the uh on a few of the lanes and literally mm-hmm. they they got us to lay down prone uh and fire i think it was two or three like four or five round bursts and they said right now look behind you and because we was we was only youngsters then i was only what 14 15 something like that weighed about a quarter of what i do now <laughs> and it literally dragged you along the floor it, it physically moved you sort of like two foot along yeah from the from the power of it, boom, 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 boom. So we had to actually hook our feet over the back of this um, scaffold pole just to hold us in place while we firing it on the right on the live <laughs> range. It was great fun, that. I was brilliant, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I was saying there's nothing, there's nothing more about it. I've only ever done it as like a um, like a trial shoot type thing in Vegas yeah. where you can just pay money to fire guns at a target. Like it's just amazing. But I got cool, to fire yeah. an M two four nine at that one, and that was just awesome. So yeah. much fun. I, that's something I've never done. Yeah, I've done fired yeah. the SA in a, in a GPMG, but um. And the LSW, but that's, that's about it for me when it comes to yeah. live rounds. Like two two, two two range is always good fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, um, so when when um when we went to Vegas on our honeymoon, so we didn't we didn't just stay in Vegas. We went around to quite a big three week trip of America. But um, there's like I I I had the opportunity to basically fire all the real versions of the airsoft guns that I own. Um, so I was like, right, I'm gonna have that, 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 that. Yeah. Um, and literally, I picked all the guns that I'd had so that when I, when I'm now running around with them, pretending to be a toy soldier, I was like, yeah, I'm so cool. Um, just uh, having had that experience of actually firing the proper full-on versions of those was just great. Pretty well, cool. It was, mate. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, especially yeah, the um, the little MP, the little MP9 I've got. That's quite cool. Oh, like okay. Some machine gun. I was like, yeah, they wouldn't let me do that. They said, no, you have to hold it like that. <laughs> I was like, no. Probably. Stop dicking about. <laughs> uh, right, we are coming up to uh, quarter past. Um, so I'll tell you what, let's just do a few last minute quick questions. So Andy says to everyone, does anyone else watch training videos on YouTube or is it just sad old me? No, absolutely not, mate. You're I not can't say there, I do. I watch no. a few of them. Yeah, just for tips and tricks, especially when it comes to kit setup and that as well. I quite, um, Garen Thumb, I think Paul mentioned him last week, um, an American dude, uh, for kit setups, plate carrier setups, chest rig setups, things like that, bits of bobs. Uh, shooting oh, belt. sorry, I read, I read training is in like again going back to this skills and drills type thing. He does, um, bits, he does all sorts, mate, really. Yeah, yeah. um, but I, I, I do, I watch a lot of um, bits of bobs on YouTube to pick up some tips and uh, little tricks and stuff that um, the guys are using and what they're doing and. Sort of keeping a keeping a, an eye on what's you know what's sort of current and and bits and bobs, new things mm. coming out, which is always handy. I, I, I'm guessing I, I, more so now we've started doing this. If I'm honest, to sort of try and keep up with the evolution of airsoft and how it all changes and that. I mean, I'm still I'm miles behind everyone else, but there we go. <laughs> <It's> me. <laughs> but you know, you're not alone, Andy, mate. I, I definitely watch a, a few bits and bobs. Yeah. Mike doesn't. Uh, he I knows do. it all. He doesn't need to. So. No, I do watch repeated videos on how to pick a pack a Bergen because I, I still <laughs> can't work that one out. Um, but yeah, no, sorry. I thought I, when you asked that initially, I thought you meant like um, 
like yes you know the, the videos of people like right you need to you need to like flick your mag out and then pull your pistol up and stuff i can't like, do that. that sort of stuff i've tried that i can't do that expensive though now, i ain't doing that i would love to be able to go and like, you're just standing there just flick it sideways and just take someone out with it <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah. um, Private Raticus, I'm roughly equidistant between Gunman Airsoft, Everly, and Tactical Warfare in Croydon. Any recommendations as to which would be best for a noob on a Yukara quest? Uh, um, I, I can... Uh, Gunman Airsoft... I, have been to I haven't been to any of them, mate, unfortunately. Gunman Airsoft, Everly, Tactical Warfare, and Croydon. I'm sorry, bud. I've not been to either of them. Uh, so, yeah... I couldn't help you that one, pal. Unfortunately, mate. Yeah. Um, uh, if anyone, if anyone does know, drop uh, Private Raticus a comment in the chat. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, Andy Bob says gunman. I would say. Yeah, I mean, I'd say gunman purely really because I know the company. Um, yeah. And I know the guys behind the company as well. Uh, are, are always are, are always sound for the last couple of events um, that I've been to that the, that gunman have sort of put on. Um, but that's purely based on their other sites. That's not based on Eversley. I've not been there, so I couldn't comment on the actual site itself. But the company, well, Bob on, mate. So, yeah. Well, based if on I... the three people that have replied, they've all said gunmen. So there you go. Oh, there we go then. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, last couple of questions. Um, Mark Smith says, how many people do you have in your squads and patrols? Mark, that is none of your fucking business. Mark, Mark, Mark why do you want to talk to me? Oh, because of the Milsim. Oh, okay. Fair enough. That makes sense. This here, ladies and gentlemen, is my arch I didn't put two and two together. for this weekend, and he's trying to he's trying to whittle int from me, and it's not going to happen. I'm not going to fall yeah. into your traps. You can lure <laughs> me and seduce me as much as you want, Mister Smith. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like uh, some more <laughs> than what I've currently got, but no, no, it's all good, mate. It's all good. It's going to be a good weekend. <laughs> Andy Bob says, "Mile hand over face emoji." What the fuck emoji? What the fuck? And then cry much. I don't know what that means. I'm I'm all out of mead, Mark. I'm all out of mead. Oh, yeah, maybe mead. Cool. Uh, uh, Mike says we're all going to be in one man teams. Yeah, so, yeah. One man teams. <laughs> we've all just gone rogue and gone yeah. our separate ways. <laughs> cool. Right. I think that's probably the end. Um, thanks everyone for joining us. Um, Absolutely. Next week. Uh, Oh, we haven't discussed what we're going to talk about next week, Lance. What are we going to talk about next week? LMGs. No mead for. <laughs> I've got to make sure. I've got to capture Sean early on because he's my uh, he's my uh, human smoke grenade. So I need him. <laughs> Put some more leaves on that fire. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, well, to be fair, next week should we do a debrief of the um, of the event, the Milsim? Yeah, why the devil not? Maybe we can get Mr. Yeah. Smith on there, with, yeah. uh, along, um, with, along with the chief busy. as well. If you're not busy, you're you're this consider this your formal invite. <laughs> you were formally invited hereby, hereby formally invite Mark Smith to yeah. the show next oh, there week. We go. Literally, we're being told what to do. So Wayne says do Milsim debrief. Um, Les says talk about the Milsim. Ray says I'll see you at the weekend. So no, oh, everyone's no. already saying goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Ed says debrief. That's there great. we go. Cool, all right. Well, next week we're doing a, a debrief. Um, yeah, if anyone does want any patches, uh, again, say I'll be at yeah, the event. Hit me up so in the shout with you, NATO boys, um, and obviously, um, I'll get the words. Well, the chief will be spreading the word in the op four chat. We've got the, the head honcho, Mr. Smith, there, so he can spread the word for us. Yeah. 
Mr. Mike will have patches on him if anyone would like to purchase a high quality premium patch, which goes obviously goes to the cover the cost of the stream for the yearly subscription and all that business, guys. So we would appreciate it very, very much. Cool. Right. Well, I'll leave the last comment of the uh, of the stream with Andy, who says, "Have a good weekend, guys." And remember, the sun, uh, the sun cream is going to be a hot one. So yeah. Go. Good shout, mate. And cool. hydration as well. Nice one. So on that note, uh, we shall see you all next week. Do you want to quickly do emails again? How to keep, how to I can quickly this. do emails. You can email us at nofochat at hotmail.com. Instagram is November underscore foxtrot underscore nofo. Facebook is at November foxtrot nofo. And YouTube is November foxtrot. And thank you to the extra subscriber on YouTube. We're now up to 80. Um, so if you're not currently subscribed on YouTube, we are trying to get to 100. After that, I would never mention this again. I just want to get to 100 it, so that we it, have it, a proper it, URL, please. It angers Ed if we mention it. So <laughs> we can't ang we can't anger Silly Gilly. <laughs> Feel free to subscribe and click the bell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now here's Doran Doran. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Right. Nice one. We'll see you all soon. Have a good weekend. Take uh, care, guys. Week, be safe. Whatever, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> next week sometime. See you later.